This week on This Galarian Life, Cyrix's life hangs in the balance. Okay, see, if you take 38 damage, your character dies instantly. Yeah, I know. And Derek, you'll be rolling this in roll 20, correct? I will be rolling this one right in front of you guys. One dice roll determine the fate of the entire party. If you confirm, I'll actually leave the podcast right now. <laughs> no matter what happens, the party still has a barbarian to fight. Ah, so that's what a Charlotte woman looks like. Come here, let me see you up close with this sword. And then, things begin to break wide open. That's a 20. 20! That is a natural 20. I roll a natural 20. Did you roll two 20s? I did. Can the battle-weary adventurers win the day? I haven't even had coffee yet. You... Well, and your kids are probably dead. And what mysteries will be discovered if they do? But I'll tell you one thing. A child. A child's gonna be special. Listen to find out. Hey, everybody. It's Derek again. Welcome to episode 11 of This Galarian Life. Today, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the consequences of last episode. Uh, without giving anything away, I just want to generally talk about the concept of character death, and specifically player character death. It's it's hard to see any PC go throughout the course of a game, and player uh, who is playing a character who died along with the party members should feel a certain degree of sadness when their character dies. But that doesn't mean character death is a bad thing. Now, it shouldn't be something that the DM just decides to do. Let your dice be the guide. Let the character's positive or poor decision-making be the guide. If they want to walk into the lair of a monster alone that is obviously going to kill it, then they should learn a lesson from that. It's important to teach your PCs lessons, whether it be just a massive hit or, if it has to happen, a character death. Now, when a character dies, that doesn't mean that their story is over. There's plenty of ways to deal with that. We've been utilizing recently uh, some flashback sequences to show the story. So if your character who has passed away has a particular role in the story, just bring them back. Show what happened in their prior life and how it could affect the story in the future. Spells like Resurrection and Raise Deads do exist. Uh, but those don't come on until higher levels. So, I mean, that's always an option. A player shouldn't be discouraged from playing the game just because their PC died. I mean, there's always rebuilds. Bringing a new character to the story can often change the tone and nature of the story, sometimes for the better. The other thing I'll say is that when PCs can die in your games, it gives a sense of tension, a sense of actual danger to the game that you're not going to get when... A character just happens to have plot armor and they survive any encounter no matter how dangerous it is. Ultimately, that increases the fun at your table and makes your story more meaningful. If characters can die, then the story doesn't have a definite end and can happen countless different ways. So that's just a tool you can utilize as a DM. Not always, but something to definitely keep in mind. So as always, please continue to rate, review, and share us on your podcasting or social media apps. It's helped quite a bit so far. And thank you for listening and making it all the way through these 11 episodes. And I'm not going to hold you any further because I've got a confirmation roll to do. Welcome to episode 11. Critty Slickers.
First and foremost, I'd like to apologize to the listening audience for the boring episode we had last week. Hopefully, this week might be better. Did y'all have a pretty good week? No. Anything exciting happen? Uh, a couple houses burning down. Those. I bought some more kratom. Doubling up this time. Steve, we talked about this last week. I cried a lot. What? Why'd you cry? Oh, mainly I have anxiety and depression, so. Same. Same. Well, this is self-diagnosed, by the way. No matter the professional. I literally have a therapist. That, that, not a doctor. So let me explain. How therapy works, and how it's great for everybody. Because everybody, everybody needs therapy. Let me explain the position you all are in right now. You encounter (laughs) man spreading. Reverse cowgirl. That was such a weird spread of ideas that I don't even know how to respond to half of it. All of them were sexual. You all encountered a spellcaster and two troglodytes in the central room of this cave. You allowed the spellcaster to lead you into the next room. And for some reason, Truxton and Grogoog split off and attacked two troglodytes in another room. Quite successful. I'll take a shot for splitting the party. They are currently about 60-ish feet away from... Jacques, Will, and Cyrix. Uh, I see. I'm going to disagree because the map is Greg literally right here. Cyrix. Really, what happened was we were all bottled up in a hallway. I knew there were definitely enemies in that other room, so we turned and went five feet the other direction. We are literally five squares away there. So hold on. So what is the range on my dick? Is it Sixty feet. Negative seven. Oh shit. You're you literally said. You said a couple sessions ago you had a twelve-inch pencil dick. Well, hold on. I'm retconning that. Now I have a, a 50-inch pencil dick. That's no, still only four feet of range. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, you enter a room with another troglodyte and two poison frogs. Jacques gets poisoned by one of the frogs, takes two constitution damage. Suck like this. Is down hit points. You keep attacking the spellcaster who calls for a creature named Handis. You put the spellcaster down, and then a barbarian troglodyte charges into the room and rolls a 20 on a d20 to attack Cyrix the Mesmerist. So this is how this is going to work. I'm going to roll to confirm with a plus 12 bonus. Cyrix, what's your AC? My AC is 14. So if I roll higher than a 1 on the confirmation roll, I confirm for 3d8 plus 24 damage. The minimum damage there is 27. Cyrix, what are your hit points? You're really dragging this one out, buddy. Uh, 25. What's your constitution? 13. Okay, see, so if you take 38 damage, your character dies instantly. Yeah, Sorry. I know. Unless, I the bar- unless the barbarian is striking for non-lethal damage. <laughs> you guys no. don't have to worry about that. She is not. And Derek, you'll be rolling this in roll 20, correct? I will be rolling this one right in front of you guys. This one. All right. These, these two. So I'm if ready. we're all ready to proceed. Let's proceed. Here we go. God. Robbing ready. Biggest moment in the campaign. Can't wait for the podcast to fall apart right here. Will Karma Please. come back around on Cyrix? What did I ever do? You killed a man. I did not <laughs> kill a man. It's his fault. But before we do that. <laughs> fuck you. Ten years ago. Picture a woman walking through a rainstorm, head covered by a hood with small locks of blonde hair streaming out, approaching a temple. Thunderclaps in the distance. She opens the door, walks in, sits down, removes her cloak. This woman is very, very pregnant. One of the clerics comes over, sits down next to her, and says, Good evening. How are you doing tonight? And the woman says, Father, 
I'm I'm worried about the child. There's no reason to be worried about the child. You're perfectly healthy. No, I'm not worried about my health. I'm worried there's a dragon that's living in my stove, and there are shadow goblins that live on the ceiling, and they come out at night, and I'm worried they're after the baby. Oh, well, if, if that's what you're worried about, maybe you should spend a couple nights here, at least until the child's born. It's a couple days away, I suppose. I trust you know where the living quarters are by now. Yes. Yes, father. Thank you. Thank you. She stands up, walks to the opposite edge of the temple, and disappears through a long hallway. A acolyte walks up to the priest and says, Boy, that one's a nutter. No, I I saw that woman in her prime lead men into battle cut down imposing commanders with ease this is this is not her i've seen it before when the child has sensitivity to the psychic power sometimes they drain drain the mother's mind a bit but i've never seen it quite like this i don't know if she'll ever recover but i'll tell you one thing a child a child's gonna be special fast forward in time a young girl 12 13 years old since on a bench outside of a tiny thatched cottage another girl walks up you're you're Cyrix Cyrix Pleathor right yes my my mom she she sent me to buy buy eggs from you uh she she didn't want to come herself because she said your mom she's a bit crazy I I guess is the way to say it uh so she sent me so she didn't have to talk to her I I, I hate to be rude but is, is something wrong with your mom I mean She's fine to my knowledge. Oh, well, okay. You sell eggs? Uh, yes, yes I do. I, you I've said you got, want some? I, I've got enough money to buy a, a dozen if you have it. Okay. And then I take her to the chicken coop and I sell her some eggs. She looks through the eggs, selects a few. You know, I know, I, I feel like you're being guarded and I'm only 12 years old, so I don't really know what that means, but I've read a lot of books. I've, I've I feel like you're not being completely open, and, and that's fine. But just just know that there are people who care about you, and if you let some people in, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And then she turns, walks towards the door, and then she turns her head over and she goes, By the way, my name is Pharaoh. If you ever want to talk again, you can come find me. Or maybe I'll come back and buy some eggs. I don't say anything. Fast forward in time, one more time. The camera would zoom in, pan over to a tree. There sits along the tree a small set of armor, a long spear. And on the ground next to the armor, a silver holy symbol of Caden Callion. We move over to the right, and on a blanket sitting next to a pond are two young girls, Cyrix Pleathor and the girl who bought the eggs. Ferrum looks over to Cyrix and asks what she's thinking about as she stares contently at the lake. I tell her she looks her. really pretty. <laughs> she thanks you, and she inquires about whether you're worried if she joins the clergy. I mean, not really. I assume you're staying in town. She says she is. And she looks at you. She looks at you dead in the eyes. She says she doesn't want to do it, but she knows that there's going to come a day where she's going to have to protect the people she loves. And 
the training that the church gives her maybe will let her protect those people. And she thanks you for getting her out of work for the day. And she tells you that right now, at this point in her life, you're the only one she really wants to protect. Oh, that's adorable. She, she leans in and she goes for a kiss. Uh... Mm, She's older now. She's older now. Panic and stab her. <laughs> you guys are same age. I know. Uh, I kiss her. What do I gotta roll? Oh, look, it's a natural twenty. I kissed the pretty girl next to me at the lake. You share a quick kiss, and then she pulls back and she looks at you and she says, "Thank you for everything, Cyrix." And you hear a buzz in the sky. <gasps> you look up. The sky is getting darker and out of nowhere, a green blur comes and tackles you down to the ground you look up you see large vampiric teeth about to crash into your neck but then Ferrum takes a bottle and with as much might as she can muster smacks it at the creature and knocks it off temporarily but then another creature descends from the sky and tackles her Cyrix feels a sense of emotion that she's never felt before she is angry and scared all at the same time and some of the hairs on her head start to twitch as if there's a very strong breeze and her eyes begin to glow a dark bluish color and Ferrum looks up at you and you can see a look of confusion and terror on her face and you say, You leave her alone! Cyrix reaches out to grab at the creature, but instead a explosion of some kind of energy burst from a old family heirloom, a locket around her neck. The camera fades to black, and then back in, Cyrix is lying on the ground. No one around. The creatures are gone. Ferrum is gone. Cyrix is laying on a a stone bed in a in the temple, and a cleric walks up and puts his hand on her shoulder, and to one of his associates he says, "We think that the the girl she trapped her somehow in the locket, and, and we don't know how to get her out, but there's some kind of traumatic emotional response triggered some untold magic, and I just don't know how." If she wakes up and realizes she's gone, I don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to get trapped, or is the town going to be destroyed? It's the other cleric looks up thoughtfully and says, "We take away, we take away the locket, and we wipe her memories. We put the memories in the locket and don't return the locket until she has more control of her power. This is the only way to prevent this catastrophe. I know, I know it'll hurt the girl, but it's." It's for the best. Now, sitting in the cave, Candace, Troglodyte Barbarian, rolls to confirm the critical. Does a 24 confirm? Uh-huh. Oh, no. 31 damage. You just fucking hurt as hell. You're at negative 6 HP. Okay, we gotta get over and stabilize her, people. Yeah, I wish we had, like, someone with, like, healing nearby. Ah, uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Because... I have healing. Ah! <gasps> Save me, shock! You might wanna... BT dubs, by the way, I'm not sure in the moment I know what's happening. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> I scream out as a free action, THEY HAVE KILLED THE WHORE! No, I don't see. <laughs> 
That's not what Jacques would say. <laughs> uh, That's literally what With Gorgoog a smile on Gorgoog's face, he looks down the, at the gnome. <laughs> looks like I just saved ten gold, boy. back on them. Let's go! Can I just let out, like, a really loud scream? Yeah. Well, either she's dying or she finally got that dick she was looking for. So you are unconscious and dying. Without magical healing, you will take one hit point of damage. Well, you'll have to make a constitution save. DC 10 plus your where you are in hit points. Negative. Grogu, it is your turn. Well, little one, it's been fun, but I think the children need us back in the cavern. Yeah, well, I just wanted them to appreciate us a little better, and I think this will do the trick. Gorgug will move. Let's see, I have 30 feet, so... One, two, three, four, five, six. Ah, fuck it, I'll double move. I'll move right here, and I'll point to the troglodyte. Try that on someone with more meat on their bones, boy. Wait, this is a lady? Yeah. Ah, so that's what a troglodyte woman looks like. Come here, let me see you up close with this sword. Alright, The Pathfinder dying condition says creatures that have a negative hit points and have not stabilized are after being reduced to negative hit points. At all subsequent turns, the character must make a DC 10 constitution check to become stable. The character takes a penalty on this roll equal to his negative hit point total. Ah, so I've just been fucking over my players. That's fine. Yeah. God bless you. <laughs> so you'll make a con check and... Essentially, you have to hit a DC 16. So, is it a con check or is it a fort save? It is a con check. Con check? Dear God. The character must make a DC 10 constitution check. Okay. Well, is it a DC 16 in this case because there's the negatives on hit points? Yes. Oh, shit. 20! Bitch, suck it! (laughs) You are stable. (laughs) Woo! Now for the coup de gras round. Yeah, we'll see. We just established all this backstory for nothing. Uh, I got my crossbow handy. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> okay. Been there. Yes, okay, so Derek, help me out with moving here. Can I move? Alright, so this is that's one, right? I can move diagonally? Yes. Yeah. Whenever you move diagonally the second time, it takes two movement. Two squares. Really? Yes. yes. Alright, so that's my last move there. And then I will take also another move action. Can I do that? Yes. Okay, so one, two, three, four. Okay. And I can't really do anything from there. And it is Greg's turn. So I'll say, hold on, I'm, oh my boy. legs are very little, in case you haven't noticed. I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to take a five-foot step forward, and I'm going to give that big, ugly lizard fuck two arrows. Why would you give him the arrows? He's giving them at high velocity. Oh, okay. Does a 17 hit? Oh, shit. I didn't even get any bonuses to that. There's supposed so, to be plus five to that. Uh, the first attack was a 22. That hits. The second attack was a seven. That does not hit. How's a 10 treated? It does exactly 10 damage. Good, it doesn't have DR. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it like that then. <laughs> it does damage. <laughs> you fucked up. Do helpless creatures automatically get crit? Or is uh, it an auto hit? If you could gras. Coup de Gras takes a full round and provokes attack of opportunity. Right, no, it's just that I don't even think they auto get hit. Their AC is just super low. Alright, then I'm going to charge forward and strike. Ah, Jacques rolled a shitty 13. Actually, it's a 14 technically because of the bar bonus, but still. 
Um, I, dude, I have not been singing this entire cave. All right, it is still what are you talking about? With charge and my hella bonuses, I rolled a natural three with a plus ten to a thirteen. That misses. Womp womp. All right, that's all Jack's doing. It is her turn. And as a swift action, I'm gonna heal myself. Just fucking coup de gras. I know you want to. Barbarian. So she is going to five foot step up. She's gonna make a bull rush. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. God damn it! I should have just fucking attacked. That's a twenty. Does she have improved bull rush? She does not. So I get attack opportunity. You do not. Oh. She has the knockback rage power. There you go. So that bull rushes. Sounds bueno. I get pushed uh, back. Back feet. So that is a twenty-eight. What's your CMD? I thought you got a. You rolled a natural twenty. I rolled a natural twenty. Okay. Um. So with a twenty-eight, uh, that is, I have a D, I have a CMD of a seventeen, so I get pushed back fifteen feet, because she got eleven higher than my CMD, yeah. and for every five higher, five I get five extra five feet. Right. So five, so, ten, and then I run into the wall. You're you're next to the wall, but you don't hit the wall. Yeah, because that is 15 feet, but okay. And then, uh, three points of damage. Sounds good. And actually, we're going to go retcon real quick. Jacques, roll me a fortitude save. I roll an 18 on that fortitude save. You are cured of your poison. Sounds good. Another troglodyte comes into the room and throws a javelin. The closest enemy is Grogu. Grogu, that's a goddamn fucking natural one. No, I'm gonna, I want to go and say no. I deserve it. <laughs> goddamn time. Uh, Grogu's turn. Again? Oh, yeah. sweet. Ah, oh, this puts me in a weird spot. Um. Don't get in my way, Hathlock! Do not worry, friend. We fight well together. We'll move just north of Cyrix and attack the Barbarian. Fourteen. God damn it. Hey, fourteen misses. And we've established that well that I'm right next to cannot be moved in or out of. Yeah. Right. The, the walls are too high. It's actually more like a fountain kind of thing, but Cyrix's turn. And... Uh, I rolled a hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Natural yeah. 20. You miss. So Justin, she's in your turn. She's stable, right, though? So she doesn't have to She doesn't have to keep rolling checks? Okay, great. Right. Um, okay, so I can take out my crossbow as I'm moving, correct? And that's okay? Yes. Okay. Can I go? Uh, what's the range on the crossbow? Enough. Okay. I'm going to go here, and I'm going to take a shot at it with the crossbow. And take a minus four penalty because they are in melee. Okay. But that will not hit. Hey, those, those threes hurt. I have right. literally not done a single point of damage with this crossbow in this entire campaign. Someday, my boy. Someday. Greg! It's not how you use a bow. <laughs> Barbarian's getting two arrows again. First arrow. 14 doesn't hit, right? It does not. What about a 24? That hits. One, eight, four. Hey, max damage. I rolled an eight, so that's 12 damage. 22 damage so far. Barbarian has picked the wrong group to beat up. Well, really, he picks the right one except for you. And Jacques' turn. Jacques is going to charge and uh, swing at the... The dude Rooney again, rolling a 23. That hits. Ha ha! Nice. 
damage. Chuck Charge is slashing at him, doing 18 damage. Fuck it. She steps up, five foot, and attack. Shock. 23. Um, yeah, definitely. 12 damage. Nice. And then as a move action, she'll uh, draw a potion. As the Trogodite's turn, he'll move here and attack Grogoob. That misses. And it's Grogoob's turn. Gorgoog looks to the downed whore to his right, the drunk Frenchman to his left, and then to himself, and he has a choice to make. I will I will take a five-foot step below the Barbarian and aid another on Jack to add a plus two to his attack. Beautiful. Uh, we got this, boys. We got this. Oh, just you wait. Uh, that passes. So, Gavin, yeah. you will have a plus two on your next attack roll. And I will look at the troglodyte over my shoulder and say, don't worry, friend. We'll get to you. Mesmerist. Yes. You're unconscious. Sears I know. Truxton's turn. Take that shot to my Charge, turn. boy. Charge. Okay. Can I charge? Yeah. No. Can I? Ch- <laughs> I'm going to charge up and hit him. So you dropped the crossbow. Yes. Dropped it. You draw your rapier as part of the charge. Yes. And then you hit. Okay. Sorry to plus the Plus 11. Okay, so. Plus 11? Yeah, because the charge gives you a plus 2 to hit. And then, but oh, I thought... And, and I believe plus. you're flanking, actually. That might be further. Oh, so that's a plus 13. Ha-ha. Oh. Plus 13. <laughs> the fact that I remembered that I had that plus 1 is, frankly... I'm proud of you. It's Thank like, you. Legit. You're a good kid. Alright, 28. <gasps> that hits. Okay. 5. Fuck. All right. Well, uh, Greg's turn. <laughs> Let's give him some more arrows. One arrow. Oh, that's a ne- that's a nat one for six. What about arrow two? Arrow two's been good to me so far. Oof. That's a two. That's seven. What I had to go and talk bad about you. My God. Josh's gonna take a five foot step up. With the eight other Jeff's character gave me before the before the five foot step, I have a plus two, and then I have another plus two from flanking, resulting in a plus twelve to hit. Okay. You better pull this off, Kevin. A seventeen? What's your minimum damage? Ten. She's dead. I take a five foot step above the gnome, and with her distraction from Grogu, and as Grogu's inspiring aid has like helped me coagulate, knowing exactly where to hit her. I see the multiple arrow wounds that he she has taken from Greg. And I take my spear, my glaive, and I shove it straight through the already open arrow hole wound. And I slash to the left. Is that... Putting about six inches deep into her, the back of her. Do you have to roll a check, though, to like... Stab a specific hole in their body. Not whenever it's uh, all thematic. Nah, yeah, uh, she he's good. Oh yeah, that's the little baby troglodyte's turn. You got a full withdrawal back into the cave. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, is combat over? Combat's over. <clears throat> I will look down to the whore. <sighs> I will take a knee and hit her with a cure light. I will glare at you for taking a knee. 
which I find to be unpatriotic <laughs> in any context at all. Does anybody have a wand? Wand? We don't need a wand. You I have got a lot hands, of boy. missing HP and not many cure light or lay on hands left. Sam, you heal for 10, whatever that is. On Handis the Barbarian's body. Yeah. You recover a plus one Warhammer, a potion of aid, one potion of cure light, a necklace that has uh, wolf fangs adorned in precious metals worth 100 gold pieces. And then if you search the room, two onyx gems worth 25 gold pieces, a scroll of darkness, a scroll of farce, false life, and 200 gold pieces. And make perception checks. Jack Rose, a 17. 19 for Gorgud. A 19 for Steeric. A 21 for Sam. I, I know the most. And I, I get to steal it first. Will. Don't do this to me. What? Roll a perception check. Why aren't you paying attention, William? Whoa. How about you Ooh. roll two? Huh? God damn it. <laughs> 20 plus 9 for 29. God damn it. Will passes the DC 22 perception check. Whoa! <laughs> and finds a first level pearl of power. Oh. That, that has one in it. Or I guess we only have one caster. I hold my hand out expectantly. <laughs> it, it doesn't do anything for you. Uh, it's arcane. Oh. Well, it's also for prepared spells, not not known spells. Oh, hey. Prepared mm -hmm. spells. I believe I maybe have the the bard is not actually listed on the Pearl of Power Pathfinder page. Oh, because that spells no. I'm a spontaneous caster, child. Oh, I, there we go. Another thing Sam, for Eames. Thanks, Gary. Sam, Sam I, have you ever cast anything? Yes. He is not. I don't, don't actually. Shame him. Ranger is listed on this as yeah, a potential. Alchem okay, you keep don't it right. cast, Alchemists don't cast spells. They know formulas. Greg, you just looked so go. damn pretty with that pearl. I couldn't bear to take it from you while you were looking. Greg, you could probably use it next level, or you could just sell it for cash. I think in the meta of the game, you're probably just thinking sell it for cash. Who the hell are we going to sell it to? Let's do a quick status report. How's everybody doing? Uh, Gorgug's doing great. I'm horny. I'm, I'm magic itemless. I've taken, right. I've taken all two damage this dungeon. Feeling fresh, I killed uh, anybody. Uh, any my, my life flashed before my eyes. I with it's a good to guy. have you in the land of the living with us. So we've got a paladin with con damage. I have taken seven, I have gained uh, eight HP. I am fine, but I have no more land hands. And Cyrix, what, what's your hit point condition? Um, I was healed. I have 11 hit points now. That's literally not possible for you to make it. I don't know how that math works. I healed you for 10. For 10? Okay, I'm at 4 hit points. You just found a potion of cure light wounds. If you want to take that now and keep delving into the cave. In that last room, there's another room down to the south. And there is a room where uh, Truxton and Grogook split off. We go south. Grogook's going to remind you all that he has two good rounds of spirited wordsmithery left in him. Uh, he advises that if anybody feels it is useful to, for him to use them, to speak up. 
I give my bonus for two more rounds, but I'm holding it. Okay. It's been a long What's day. So. How do I use a potion of cure light wounds? You drink I'm gonna it. say, do I have? I've got. I'm gonna have some prepared too. It's one d8 plus one. I have nine hit points now. Man, this is so unnatural. We killed this thing, and like a troglodyte ran away, and we're like standing around. We just healed. Like we probably should go after the troglodyte. Oh, it ran away in fear. Don't worry. It knows we're coming. It's gonna get another Handus. So you go down into the room where Handus was hiding. So as you enter this room, countless bones jut from the clay walls of this chamber. Grinning skulls peer down over the ends of femurs and ulnas sticking out at odd angles. Most of the bones are from animals, some as large as stags and bears, but some are undeniably human. You enter the room, there's an exit leading towards the west of the room. It is a staircase that descends downward at a very, very steep angle. Not steep enough to make a check, but you're going deep into the earth. I say we go. Yep, no point in slowing down. We got troglodytes to kill. Bones crunch, crunch, and there's no perception. Like, I feel like, can we do a perception check for this room? Because I feel like this is a room that would be full of secret hidden treasures. And bones. And bones. Uh, it, it was, but I gave it to you all when you did the hand of stuff. So, do you see where it's dark on the map going the, down the passageway? Yes. Yeah. Unless you have dark vision, it is actually dark. Pull out your torch, Ranger. I cast light. So, as long as you guys stay within the radius of light, if you have low light vision, you'll be able to see. Dark vision also suffices. Who's in trouble here? Uh, I, I need light. Um, I, th- I think I have something. Hold up. I think gnomes have dark vision. No, gnomes have dark vision. Yeah, but I, I was gonna light. say I think I have something. I think I craft. No, maybe not. You'll you'll be fine. I have low light. Well, this was for I was thinking for other people, Derek. But right. Uh, I I don't know if you'll be able to do anything. Okay. Um. So Jacques and in this with the light spell cast, Jacques and Will will be taking a twenty percent mischance until you're in an area of actual light. Oh, lovely. Uh, the rest of you, Rogug and Truxton will be fine. Cyrix, as long as your light is going, you'll be fine. Rogug is currently having blood memory of an orc healing battles in caves long past. Give me perception checks. Uh, I rolled a 9. 15. I rolled a 14. You're just walking about in a very dark tunnel. I'd rather not go down the tunnel, honestly. Oh, I think you guys dug your bed already. I think Gorgug knows better because he's got two people in the party who are functionally blind in darkness. I believe when I say I that. I don't party, think I'd go down. Got closely for traps, boys. I'm already sprinting down. The well, Charlotte's lack of strength and makeup for some level of cunning. There goes my hero. <laughs> Plot twist is Truxton dies. Dun, dun. I'm gonna say at the very back of the party. I say we, I say we take I 20. I say we take 20 all the way down the staircase. I'm down. <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly getting faster. taking 20. I'm the part. Just move your guys, move yourselves five five feet at a time. Paladin's really not gonna be in the front. So I'll uh, I'll happily roleplay making fun. Well, I'm, I'm 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 in the front. Come on now, boy. It's your vengeance, not mine. I I know I don't want to go down. Okay. That looks I'm really gonna probably stay behind the person who can see in the dark. I, I look to the paladin. 
What's wrong, boy? Afraid of the dark? Follow me. I'll keep you safe. What's up? Hey, I, have dark, I have dark vision. What's that? Yep. Oh, so, it's a bat. You know, oh, we're getting ambushed in the dark hallway? Ah. Is that a zoo bat or a gold bat? That's a goddamn cloak. It's a crow bat. It's a cloaca bat. Look at that. Goddamn stalactite looking motherfucker. Ooh, that look he... at that. That's just a witch's hat. Does anybody have uh, knowledge arcana? Uh, yes, I think I do. Go ahead. In fact, I definitely do. I have not. I have so nature then... here. Uh, uh, that'll be a 26. That this is it. a creature known as a dark mantle. Hey, hey this oh, is that's a, right. they can't call it the a, other. a dark mantle. Derek, what is it? This is a creature who only ever surfaces in areas that are close to entrances to the Underdark. Oh, fuck that. And... Jeff. Is this, like, just the place what happens when you keep digging in Minecraft? Jeff does an 18 hit. <laughs> flat-footed AC. Oh, yes, very much so. Actually, <laughs> uh, Derek, I have no difference between those two numbers, so the answer oh, is... nice. Take six damage. Right. You know, I said I wanted to take 20 down the staircase, but I understand we don't have to. Zay, what's your CMD? Is 14 pass it? No. Okay. And then the second action of the surprise round. 10 hit your flat foot shock. Nope. Roll initiative. Da -da 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 -da. Fuck nice. A 2 for Gorgug. Hell yeah. Uh, 20 for Cyrix. I got me an 11. Uh, oh! Oh, that's a 20 fat fucking 4. That's a nat 20. That is a natural 20. You all ready? I'm ready to die. I've been ready to die for a long time. Your initiative bonus is four, Truxton? Yes, but it was a nat 20. So that doesn't beat a six on a nat 20? Yes, it does, actually. Check the rule book, but we'll go with this for now and, you know. One more time, at The one who attacked Grogoog is going to attack Grogoog one more time. Does a... Should be a 12 hit your flat foot. Not even close. Then he will take off flying and get five feet away from Cyrix. And Ja, the one who attacked Ja, rolled a fucking ten again, and will retreat back as well. I, I, I do not like where this is going. Can I go they're straight at this one? And they're hovering about ten feet in the air. Crossbow. Oh, god damn it. Alright, well, I'm gonna go ahead and waste some arrows. Uh, Bolts, excellent. I'm gonna take a step this way and draw my crossbow as I'm doing that and then I will roll the hit 21 does that hit 21 hits yes uh two well it was something guys hey Greg you're gonna be doing like a lot of work here I'm hoping uh Cyrix's turn one can hope uh I am going mm. you're within range there yeah but I I can't get away without provoking an attack of opportunity. Oh, they um, they are 10 feet in the air and 5 feet away from you. They are 15 feet away. Okay. Um, I'll just roll to hit the top one. Does a 13 hit? Uh, it does not. Can I move back? Yep. Cool, I move back. It is Greg's turn. Oh boy. You know, these are not of the Hobgoblin subtype. Well, shit. DM, you lied to me. You're like, oh, poor ranger, you'll get to, you'll get to kill Hobgoblins. I'm like, okay, I'll be Goblinoid Ranger. There's fucking troglodytes. 
goddamn underdark ceiling chandeliers. Goddamn, making me kill shit that isn't goblins. All right, yeah. Um, I guess which one of these is closer? Well, should we mint? Should you try to kill the one that I already put some damage into? Yeah, the yeah one that would make sense. The one up top is already taking a hit. All right, I will give it an arrow. There we go. Nineteen is a nineteen hit. Nineteen hits. Oh boy, it's gonna take it some one d eight plus four. Hey, there's nine damage for it. Hey, not bad. He is still up, but not by much. Jacques, poke it with your stick. It's a good idea. Jacques's gonna walk up. Uh, I mean, he's gonna hit the one that everybody else hit, or at least attempt to. Uh, I roll a natural twenty. What's the minimum damage if you don't confirm? Do you do more than four damage? Yeah, I do. I have a minimum of thirty. Yeah, go ahead and confirm. Did you roll two twenties? I did. I did forty-four damage to this thing. Uh, he is at negative forty hit points. Yeah. I am remind done. me. Remind me to never get on your bad side, Chuck. Uh, Jeff's turn. Well, this is one of those situations where I uh, can't do much of anything. Uh, so I will run up next to little Jacques, and I will aid another to give him plus four AC. Yeah, that does it. Uh, you have plus four AC, Jack. Wonderful. Okay, this one. Five foot step down at an angle. Take an attack. Twelve. Not even close. Truxton, your turn. Okay. I can I can hit it from there. I think so. I'll just take another shot at it. Seventeen hit. That, that hits. All right. Uh, hey, another two. Not bad. Cyrix uh, the mesmerist. Um, I'll take a five foot step forward and roll to hit. Does a twenty-two hit? A twenty-two hits. Uh, I am staring at it, of course. Okay. And I do fourteen damage. Uh, it's dead. Well, thank the gods. So these things obviously weren't super strong, but what are you all thinking? I'm thinking, fuck the underdark. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no. Hey guys, cool no class, but like, I mean, it was just Cyrix. We don't need revenge that bad. Right, come along then. Hey, I have a Gorgug has a question. Go ahead. How how that how, how did that troglodyte get through all that? He's very fast. Yeah, Derek. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. We have what? found the continuity. Uh, oh. Oh, podcast is ruined. Drag that yeah. bitch. I guess you'll have to go to the bottom floor to figure it out. Fuck that. Oh. Mystery can stay unsolved. Yeah, so, like, why are we still in this cave? Like, we already murdered Edrin. Um, oh, I'm not in the cave anymore. I thought we were on a revenge route. Also, we are literally murder hobos, so I don't know what we're... But don't the troglodytes know where our camp is now? Yeah, uh, that's why we're getting... No, they don't know what the, the camp is. We killed every troglodyte who knew where the camp was. And no, one, camp of them, one of them ran so, in. Only the feather revealed where the camp was, right? So I think we've killed all of them. At least that you all know. What about that one that ran away, though? We'll go get him in a minute. In the meantime, let's make sure there's no one behind us. That's that's clear out the rest of the upper level of the cave, grab all the loot, go home, and uh, tell the people we gotta pack up and go. Yeah, I'm, I, I decide, yeah. No sense staying where we're at. So you all are going back to camp. 
spell. We're going to clear out the rest of the top level of the cave, then go back. We'll, we'll say you do that. Okay, I'll take it. And what do we find? Plus 12 rapier. Ooh, Derek, can you confirm? No. If you confirm, I'll actually leave the podcast right now. <laughs> William, we're on the same team. You keep go. You go back and check all the rooms. You kill some troglodytes. You kill some lizards. Um, Wait, we kill lizards? Zerix dies in the process. Monitor lizards and whatnot. They're not much. Um, That's fucked up. You find about, in general, 2,000 gold pieces. I do like gold pieces. A plus one ring of protection. Hey, we got another one. Boots of elven kind. Six plus one crossbow bolts. A suit of masterwork hide armor. Set of masterwork stone masonry tools. Ten provision points of food. Nice. And that looks like that's it. Question, are we bringing... Bill's provision points count the giant lobster clam people we killed? Uh, yes. Okay, I'll I'll be sucking on that. I'll suck on that meat all the way back. (laughs) I'll be attempting to suck on my own, as I have been in my secret side quest. (laughs) Wait, what? I'm trying to learn to self flight. No, show me that one. <laughs> Certainly not. So you're leaving the wolf den. <laughs> See you later. We're gonna go be murder hobos in the woods. So you're leaving the wolf den, and going where? Your mom's house. Hey yo. <laughs> this is a good question because we really don't have somewhere else to go right now, but at the same time this place is definitely compromised so we can't really stay here. What about that one house where the white was? No, no, no. We've, we've covered this. <laughs> where the white was? Where the undead abomination was? Let's go live there. We killed him! Like, you know, we killed the wolves yeah, and we the weird-ass pixies that were Yeah, we definitely violated the NAP on that one. Um, <laughs> it was li- literally his house that we broke into. I'm just saying he did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Is you guys gonna camp back in the woods? Uh, I think we have a perfectly nice cave with a water source and bat friends and a corpse room. We are lit- we are not going to go to the cave that we just cleared out where we don't know what's on the second no, floor and not- put all the refugees in no, there. No, this is how we start our invasion of the Underdark. Well, no, yeah, exactly. You send them down first, ask them to report back, and if they don't come back in a certain amount of time, you know what's up. Is anybody in this party good? Because you're not going to agree with that plan. I'm very good. <laughs> I mean, I am chaotic well, neutral. So. I'm chaotic neutral. I don't actually suggest that, to be clear. Mostly because the chances of them coming back are so small. We probably have... I've a... had trucks on the head for, for having a soul Realistically once. speaking, <laughs> okay. Like anybody who knows the story better than me, correct me if I'm wrong. But the Iron Fang Legion probably doesn't know what just happened. The only person who knows where our camp is... It, well, it depends on what that little wolf boy told his masters, but I don't think he told the handlers anything in that flashback uh, that we saw. So I have a feeling they don't know where we are. There's a troglodyte who may know where we are, but we've also destroyed his entire civilization. Well, his camp. So really, I think we're probably safe for at least a few days. It might be worthwhile to simply gather more provision points, get ready to go, and in the meantime, scout areas where we might have a better uh, defensive position. When you guys left... It was nighttime, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So you make your way back to the cave. And they're all fucking dead. More food for us. Whoa. 
Oh, I'm sure your kids made it. They ran away last time, too. Didn't we establish that your kids just follow you around 200 feet behind? Yeah, so Avenge for dramatic purposes, but that's not canon until it happens, so. <laughs> Papa, you got owned. Papa, no. Father. So, uh, out a mile, a mile out of camp, who has the best perception? Uh, the ranger by at least plus four. Greg, make a perception check. Oh boy, here we go. Ah, yeah, there's a 13. Just Greg? Make a survival check, Greg. Oh boy, here we go. Nah, nat 20, plus 9 for 29. What you got? Hot you damn. You smell smoke permeating the forest. Oh shit, they're gonna burn us out. Uh, everybody make perception checks once he explains that. Make perception checks plus 2. Plus 2? Gorgug with an 8 on that negative 1. Like, world perception again, I got another nat 20 for a 31. Jesus Uh, Christ, save somebody for a fucking attack roll. You find a clearing in the woods where you're able to see the sky better. About a mile away in the direction of your camp, there is a large tower of smoke. Amazing. Two options, boys. We've been found out or those idiots tried to cook. <laughs> Do we even bother like checking guys or should we just kind of mosey on? You know, I, I feel like we well, don't need to like see anything. I don't want to, I've seen enough fucked up shit in my day. I feel like Greg's not going to walk away from this one. Yeah, I know. I'm going that way. Well, we got oh, you. wait. You got your family back there? Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Come along, bait. I still have you. you All right. Hold on. All right. I'm coming. Gorgug is so yeah, goddamn tired. You woke him up last night for a murder investigation. <laughs> Killed a cave of Wait, enemies. Wait, was last night the night that Glendon died? No, it was a couple nights ago. Okay. Go, go. I'm in the <laughs> same boat. I haven't had. A, I haven't even had coffee yet. Mm. You. Well, and your kids are probably dead. <laughs> you make your way towards the camp. As you approach the clearing where the cave is. You find yourself in front of a large wooden structure that is on fire. Greg, you recognize this as a funeral pyre that would be used in the traditions of either Caden Callian or Aristil. That's common in the town of Fandar. These stupid motherfuckers. You see your daughter on her knees in front of the pyre, pyre crying. You walk up to her. What do you say? What's happened? Daddy. <laughs> Aubrey's dead. Oh, shit. Huh. Cyrix, at that moment, your locket begins to vibrate ever so slightly, and you touch it. And you hear, I'm trying to buy some eggs. I'm, I just, I just want to protect you, Cyrix. I, I just want to protect you. And in the back of your mind, you hear a word that you don't recognize, and it disappears almost as fast as it comes. And the word is ferum. We advance ourselves to the halls of Phorasma. A young girl sits waiting for judgment, and a woman approaches her. Ferum, my dear. I know you don't know me. I know you don't worship me. But my name is Calistria. And I'm the patron of 
the one you love the most. I have grand designs for her, and unfortunately, your death and today, what you did to save her, is part of it. I'm, I'm sorry you had to die, but maybe there's a portion of the afterlife that you can go to where you can help her and save her and make the world right again. There's a man who's been dead for decades who's been working for us gods who don't support the pantheons of evil, trying to make his way in the world and gather us information so we can fix things. Things that we have erred on. Will you go with him? Will you help protect Cyrix? Because this this mission is vital to what she is trying to do. Ferrum looks into the eyes of Calistria and says, I'll do whatever I can do to protect her. I've always known that that's what I'm supposed to do. Kalistria waves her hands and opens a portal into a verdant green pasture. Ferrum steps through and the portal closes behind her and she feels a hand on her shoulder. Well, it's about time you got here. We've got a lot of work to be doing. And that's the end of our broadcast week. God damn it. Dun, 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 dun. That hoe gets to talk to a literal goddamn god. Did you pull this out of your ass because I ended up not dying? Hey, yeah. Sirix. Good job not dying. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, but you killed Pharaoh in the process. How? You did not. Dude, you did not have to. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo.